I just like the idea of us just talking about Steve, like doing something crazy. Well, he's just so big. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's what I mean. Is it's just like he's just so menacing. Like, have you seen the, the big time. muscles on him? No. Have you seen the? Have way? you? Oh shit! <laughs> didn't, oh, didn't see you there. <laughs> Thanks for coming to our podcast. Um, we recorded this in uh, April of 2020, and that's surreal. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Um, and it is now almost August as we are preparing for people to actually hear it. Um, most of these first like 12 episodes we recorded with no idea of what we were going to do with them and no expectation of whether or not people would ever listen. So we kind of just wanted to do a little bit of uh, the stuff that most normal podcasts do in the episodes, <laughs> uh, yeah. but just kind of do that now at the beginning really quick. Um, one, thanks for listening. Um, if this is the first time, which it probably is going to be, um, it gets better. <laughs> yeah. A uh, little um, secret, but you get better at doing things the more you do them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're, we're still kind of feeling our way through the show. Yeah. Um, you know, much like this, this was the, uh, you know, really the, uh, the beginning of Steven's career. Yes. And this is very much the beginning of ours as well in this, yes. in this medium. Our long, illustrious career as podcasters. <laughs> well, it's going to feel, Seagal. it's going to feel very long, uh, by the time this podcast is done with, but yes, it uh, will. Uh, illustrious, we don't know, but long it'll certainly yeah. feel that way um <laughs> so just thanks for listening definitely uh i want to thank marcello and everybody at tfs um for putting a place for our dumb show um there's a patreon patreon slash talk film society we don't see any of that money so if you like the show you can still give to them because they're helping us out um and we love them and we're part of that family or um you can give to them and say this is like uh to take our show off the air so donate to them either and way. And we would be happy with either answer. Well, we're still going to do the show. Yeah, I mean, so. we just won't be on the air anymore. But no, donate to Patreon. <laughs> Give us um, five stars on however you get your podcasts. If they let you rate, leave some positive reviews. Yeah. Um, you can send us an email at stevendestroypodcast at gmail.com. And um, thanks. Yeah. If you want to leave a negative review, just email it to us. Yeah, don't leave those for on, other people for to other see people so you can see. warn them well, <laughs> to send them to us just send them to us and we'll read them on the show yeah because then yeah because then you'll know that but we we'll saw read the good them. ones too and so we'll shout you out you yeah and, and we'll be polite don't, so we can don't, sh- we can shout out your steven Seagal don't podcast. actually well <laughs> i don't want to reward people for being mean yeah fair but still just send them to us don't post them online but i can't guarantee that we'll read them but if you send us good things and you post the good things online then we will read them yeah and i know that'll mean something to you yeah. all right thank you please remember to leave your leave your home address on your yeah. review so that we can we can send you fan mail exactly <laughs> all right enjoy the show thank you thank you why don't you take your lively chubby ass and get the fuck off my car I'm starting to get scared I'm starting to get scared I guess that means I won't get to see you go through puberty. I will snatch every motherfucker birthday. Welcome to Steve and Destroy, the podcast that's going to get a Russian hit squad sent after us. 
We are going through the filmography of Steven Seagal one by one. We're going to dig into each of his films and we're going to see uh, just everything he's ever done wrong. I guess um, we'll introduce ourselves. Great. One um, In podcasts, one thing that I did kind of want to get ahead of, you know, you're listening to a new podcast, you don't really know the people, and it's hard to know who's who. Mm-hmm. So what I, I do think it would be a good idea is maybe we uh, <laughs> jump in. We'll just say our own name a few times. Okay. Uh, just make sure that it's established who's who. Mm-hmm. Voices are connected to names. That's a good idea. Okay, I'm going to go first. Yeah. My name is James, 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 James. Okay, you want to you wanna take it? Okay, great. <clears throat> My name is Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. Perfect. Dylan. Oh, <laughs> cut you so off perfect. a little bit there. Not so perfect after all. All right. But yeah, so what we are looking to do is we're going to watch every movie that Steven Seagal has been in. Uh, for the most part, there's a documentary that he narrated that we're not going to worry about. <laughs> and right now, as of this recording, uh, there is one movie called Clementine. It's a 2004 uh, movie. I think it was South Korean. I could look it up, but I'm not going to bother. Uh, but that is currently missing. So as of right now, that's going to be the only Stephen Blind spot that we're left with by the time this is all over. There are... Currently, as of April 12th, 2020, 56 Steven Seagal movies that we will be watching. Jesus Christ. So over a year. Over the next year plus, a Steven Seagal movie every week. <laughs> has, has the like, uh, reality of that set into you yet? Uh, I think have, it, have you thought about this that much? I think it like literally just did. Like I, like I knew it was going to be a lot of Steven Seagal movies and... Like I knew that I was really it was a real undertaking to to decide to do this, but to to hear the word fifty six movies said out loud, and the, and and we we have we also include a couple of TV appearances in here. Uh, as that well. is that is in my uh, okay. That's in my number in the, actually. Yeah, yeah so, we're gonna plan to take uh, tackle the Saturday Night Live episode he hosted. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, this is it's it's entirely surreal um, to actually <laughs> think about it. <laughs> so yeah, you know. the next the next year of our lives. Yeah, a Steven Seagal movie every week. Mm, man, it, it becomes less of like a you know an adventure, an exploration, a much more of like a, a challenge. Yeah, I think that that might be more how I I feel about it. Like, um, I, I I think that like like hearing a number like that's really big like that or like saying that I've seen every Steven Seagal movie or that I've like suffered through every Steven Seagal movie, um, it, it it almost feels like some sort of credential that I can pull. I, like I, <laughs> like I feel like that that's what I get out of the challenge. It's like I like ah yes I have seen all of his movies. So yes, so yeah. something you can brag about to no one who will ever care. Yeah, yeah, and that's the those are the kind of things I love to brag about. I guess. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Well, one of the things that we need to address is that this is not a pro Steven Seagal podcast. <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to disappoint the stepdads out there, yeah. or uh, the I don't even know who. 
Yeah, well, I don't know who else really is going to be, you know, a big Steven Seagal head. I guess Vladimir Putin, maybe. I don't know if that's a one-way relationship, but there's a there's a, a dangerously real chance of uh, some sort of Russian hit squad coming after us. Yeah, we're really living on the edge here. Yeah, but he's a, a monster, uh, a genuine bad dude. And what we're going to do is we are going to go through all 56 of his movies, you know, television appearances and any others that might come out in the next year, which I guess is possible. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I have a hard time imagining Steven Seagal's in the quarantine. <laughs> I, I just don't see him social distancing and wearing masks to grocery stores. But Ugh. we're going to take care of uh, this whole daunting list. And at the end of each one, we're going to evaluate it and see how much it, you know, how much uh, of a judicial penalty it should add to the life sentence he already deserves. Yeah. So if, we, uh, for example, one of these movies is Machete, which I've not seen in a while, but I, I really liked and I really hope it holds up. Yeah. And if it does, he might only get, you know, like uh, a year, maybe yeah. even just some community service. Yeah. And then there's uh, probably going to be just so fucking many of these where it's like, oh, Steven, yeah. Steven, 20, 30 years. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. We maybe might, we, might have, we might have some concurrent life sentences. Um, well, he's already got one and I'm writing, I'm putting that right now because yeah. we're going to keep a running tally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I can't imagine it'll be too long before we get some more. Um, However, I guess uh, at the start of this, we, we kind of get the, I guess what you could consider the, the golden age of Steven Seagal movies. We're, we might get three or four of them that are, that are not especially awful. Um, so the life sentences, will, I'm sure, will be coming in the, the mid-2000s. I'm sure that's where <laughs> we're, we're going to really get into them. <laughs> yeah, or, or if you want to think about it, in the year 2021. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> I just really want to stress, you know, what... Uh, this nightmare we've unleashed is yeah yeah absolutely but we I, i'm not even sure i suggest other people watch these movies let us do it for you we, <laughs> oh that's here's a here's a good uh, intro here's a good intro yeah welcome to steven destroy the podcast where we watch every steven seagal movie so you don't have to yeah that's not too bad that's not yeah. too bad that's got a ring to it yeah uh so first off, we watched Above the Law, 1988. It was directed by Andrew Davis, who did The Fugitive. And I think he did another Steven Seagal movie. I'm pretty sure he did Under Siege. Yeah, I think it's so Under we'll, Siege, yeah. Yeah, so we'll come back to him shortly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he did Under Siege. Did not do Under Siege 2, though. Mm. So we'll see. But Above the Law, 1988... Uh, his first appearance uh I'm, I'm curious and this is like a legitimate question not setting up you know our, our our going into it yeah do you do you do you feel like you know what that movie was about <laughs> um uh, you know so this is this is a funny thing that i think is gonna happen sometimes with steven is that like there, there came a point where he did explain the plot um, I think like when uh, his his buddy from the CIA was holding him at gunpoint, um, he kind of just like went through everything that was going on with the CIA, like setting up the 
the dudes or then they're going to kill the senator or, or whatever. But it's like Steven just talks so fast and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's all nonsense. And it's all kind of nonsense. And <laughs> um, So, no, uh, not exactly. <laughs> yeah, I took pretty copious notes because I wanted to be able to go through the movie and know the plot beats and know what it was about. Yeah. And I, so I was watching this movie taking notes about the plot and the plot twists. Yeah. And at one point... I was like, what the fuck did I miss? Because for most of it, there's like a, a you know, they, they try to blow up the church and then we're getting ahead of ourselves. But sure. for most of it, I felt like I, I kind of knew what was going on. Um, I assumed that they were just trying to kill Steven. They were mad at Steven for breaking up their drug deal. And then they start talking about this senator. And I'm like, okay, don't really know what's going on here. <laughs> yeah. But I guess the senator is doing something yeah some, something senatory and all of a sudden there's people trying to kill the senator and you don't really know why and i actually wrote down a quote mm. that the guy a guy says because it it kind of technically explains it uh and let me take a minute to find that okay so steven says um I lied. I didn't write it down as a quote. I really should have. But apparently, basically, they had, like, the bad guys in this movie have a plan to invade Nicaragua. Right. For, to, for drugs, I guess. Mm -hmm. And the senator was going to expose them. And the bad guys are the CIA. I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but yeah. this, it's such a mess. The bad guys are the CIA. And the CIA has a plan to invade Nicaragua for drugs, question mark. And then... The senator was going to expose them, so they want to kill the senator. And that's the basic plot, I yeah. guess. Sure. But even then, I'm not entirely sure I have it right. And I don't really know how like different events that happen in the movie reflect that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and th there was the whole thing going on with the, like, the, the folks like living in the church and everything. And they were like en like enemies of the, of the, uh, the bad guys. And, of, of, or the bad guys wanted to kill them. Or that they had the priest that had some information. Would they talk well, to him during confession or something? <laughs> I, well, the priest, the priest knew somehow yeah. that they were going to kill the senator. Yeah. And when the bad guy, uh, who's I, you know a CIA special ops dude, I, I again I guess yeah. when he's interrogating him, he's like talking to him. He's like, "Who did you tell? If you don't tell me who you told, we can't kill him." Which seems like a weird thing. And in that moment, I was like, is the priest in on it? Yeah. And, was and, he part of the plan? And so this, this is the thing. Like, Stephen talks about this when he goes on that weird fucking speech that he has. On, that, on his on deep that, state rant? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, on the rooftop with his, with his, yeah. with his buddy. And he says something. Because yeah, he's, like, talking to, like, Stephen and shit. So, like, I can't, it's, it's hard to understand. It's hard to understand. It. It's he's like, got a mouthful of mashed potatoes. He <laughs> yeah, like, has cotton balls in his mouth or something. And so, um, yeah, like, I, 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 like, I was like, okay, this is the moment. This is where he's going to explain to me what's been going on. And I, I left that scene more confused. Um, oh yeah, I I by like the last third of the movie, I had no idea why anything was happening. Yeah, I barely knew that the senator was a senator and that he didn't. They didn't want to kill him, or Stephen didn't want them to kill him. Yeah, it was a mess. Uh, I I want to kind of just work our way through the movie. Yeah, again, if if this is so that way, everybody can know everything they need to about Steven Seagal without having to give him a dime. Yep, let's you know kind of go through the movie. 
The first thing that stood out to me, first off, it opens with baby pictures of Steven Seagal. Yeah. And that man as a baby looks exactly like he does now. Yeah. It is almost frightening. Yeah, it was, and it was unmistakable, too. It's like sometimes, oh, yeah. sometimes a movie opens and there's just pictures of a baby and it's just like, oh, here's our... Here's our uh, protagonist as a as a child, but this was unmistakably Steven Seagal. They are his actual baby pictures, at least according to the IMDb trivia, which could be nonsense. I think anybody can go on there and just sure type up whatever not, uh, lies <laughs> and nonsense they want. Sure. But it says that they're his actual baby pictures, which would either a be absolutely totally unquestionable because it looks so much like him mm-hmm. or they like photoshopped a picture of him at the time of shooting onto a baby yeah and either one's equally uh possible because it looks so much like him yeah but beyond the baby pictures there's his voiceover where he talks about being born in palermo sicily <laughs> right <laughs> and a huge part of this movie is the fact that steven seagal is an italian man right and <laughs> i uh could not get past that i was about you know 10 seconds in there's baby pictures and then there's this voiceover and like the very first thing he says is that he's born in italy and i had to pause it i had to pause (laughs) it i had to take a moment and i had to be like why yeah because for the rest of the movie he does not talk with uh any and thank god i mean thank god he's yes. not doing some horrendous italian accent yeah but at the same time when they try and make him speak italian or like you know reflect his supposed italian heritage he says you know he speaks italian with the same sort of stilt that like i did in spanish class in 10th grade right it's and 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 his his being italian does absolutely nothing for the movie there's no i mean they bring it up constantly and it certainly is relevant yeah but it's not like it would Im- you know, impact the plot or the story or anything if he was not Italian. Yeah. But people are, like, calling him Italian slurs. <laughs> <laughs> like, they call him a G word that I don't even feel comfortable saying. They sure do. They but, call him uh, a paisan, which I don't know if that's offensive. It's the name of a, you know, a casual eatery, so I don't think it's... <laughs> it can't be that bad sure. but they're like calling him these names and he's just steven seagal born in michigan <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no it's um it's fundamentally bizarre it's a uh, uh i don't know man um <laughs> it's just a weird choice it's yeah. a very bizarre choice again according to the imdb trivia who knows if it's reliable mm-hmm. supposedly he like based a lot of the screenplay around his own life and again, that's around the life he wants people to think he had. Sure. So who knows, you know, yeah. anything that could have gone into it. But I don't know why they st- stuck with this Italian thing. And it's so hammered on it through the entire movie. Yeah. It's not like it's a little nitpick. The entire movie is based around, you know, like Steven Seagal, Italian. <laughs> yeah. Noted Italian Steven Seagal. Um, yeah. And, uh, That's fucking nuts. Yeah, and so uh, the beginning of the movie too, we have the we have the voiceover, and uh, so we get Stephen in. In well, he goes to Japan, right? That's uh, yeah. That's that's, that's the a, like the voiceover. He goes. He says he uh, went to Japan to train, where yeah. he learned Aikido, mm-hmm. and and I did write down this quote. Uh, he says he met some 
crazy drunk guy at an embassy party in Japan right. who recruited, recruited him to, to the CIA. CIA. Yeah. <laughs> like most people get recruited to the CIA. Yeah, they meet comedy. a crazy drunk dude at a party in Japan. <laughs> if you're at a fucking party in Japan and some drunk man's like, yeah, dude, you can come, you can come work for me. I work for the CIA. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's probably a scam. You're going to yeah. lose like a kidney. Yeah. Um, or that dude's not going to work for the CIA for very long. <laughs> yeah. He keeps getting drunk and recruiting people. He comes back from his embassy parties to Langley with like five random dudes who are fucking Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You imagine like going back to the office like on Monday and being like, guys, I found the perfect, I found the perfect Italian guy who's going to, who's going to bring the CIA to uh, another level here, guys. And just introducing Steven Seagal to your fucking coworkers. Yeah, and they've like he's not even he's blatantly not Italian. <laughs> you let this man convince you he was born in Palermo. Yeah, so it's like first of all, first of all, you were out getting trashed over the weekend and and recruiting people into the CIA <laughs> at an embassy party. <laughs> at an embassy party, and then you have the gall to lie about this man's ethnicity before you bring him in here, or believe his obvious lies. Yeah, or believe Stephen's lies. Oh God. Yeah, so that guy got fired. I'm sure. <clears throat> no, I I think that. Uh, or are we supposed to I, believe his friend? Uh, or maybe it's his friend that recruits. I him. think I think that's what it is. That the dude at the end, whose name was Nelson, I'm pretty positive. Mm-hmm. He is I, is supposedly the guy who recruited him. I only know that because I did read the Wikipedia summary <laughs> to try and make sense of the movie. It right. did not help. It only made things worse. But I did get a little bit of knowledge that supposedly his CIA friend is the crazy drunk guy who hired him. <laughs> But after after he explains his very simple, very bizarre backstory of how he ended up working for the CIA and also becoming a master of Aikido, right. you get the uh, montage of the Vietnam War mm-hmm. with uh, some sick, you know, guitar rock makes Vietnam seem like it's awesome. Um, a classic. You get Richard Nixon saying the title line, or one of the times the title line is spoken. Yeah. Uh, ar- archival footage of Richard Nixon saying, nobody is above the law. Right. Which seemed weird to me, uh, just because this movie was made in 1988, and they're using Nixon quotes as, uh, you know, like the name of their movie. And t- him saying, nobody is above the law, is like the theme of the movie. Yeah. So they're like saying, you know, we're... <laughs> Our whole movie's dedicated to this inspirational quote from Richard Nixon about nobody being above the law. And I guess I guess now that I'm saying it, it's maybe supposed to be ironic and prove a point, but I really don't see this as the kind of movie to, you know, try and be that uh, witty, I guess, or subversive. Yeah, I suppose, but it's like, in Stephen's uh, monologue, he, he, he talks about... Uh, how he was raised to, to love his country and 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 he does and um so i, I don't know maybe maybe like the point of, of steven's character i guess is that he doesn't like these uh these nixon type folks that believe they're above the law which would have, of course kind of segue into the first like i guess actual scene uh with with things going on in it besides the montage <laughs> in this movie where um where steven uh finds himself <laughs> being brought in to spectate some torture um 
Yeah, and I was <laughs> I was a little confused about that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's one of those I, I things like that saying it out be loud. The first time. Yeah, saying it out loud made it make less sense, I guess. Like, hey, man, our our buddy's gonna torture some guy. You want to come chill and check it out? I don't think he was just like brought in on the torture. They were like, dude, Steven, you gotta come see this shit. <laughs> yeah. I think I think that it was just like the the normal operation of his unit because. He, the, the so the guy who was torturing this uh, I assume you know poor innocent Vietnamese man yeah. or maybe he's Cambodia because I guess they're on the border yeah but <laughs> he is Henry Silva as Kurt Z- Zagon yeah Zagon Zagon and I actually yeah. really liked him I liked him a lot yeah actually he I was thought, uh, he was despicable I, I uh, yeah he, he he did a great job uh, he was despicable and he was also just fun to watch yeah he was a really good villain yeah yeah uh, I found myself like genuinely very like I hated the the guy during while I was while I was watching the movie and I'm like hey man this guy this guy's pulling it uh, he's pulling his weight here in this movie for sure yeah yeah I liked him yeah. and he uh, he's torturing this person and he's yelling. And again, this is another thing I wrote down. I'm going to teach you to never fuck with my opium. <laughs> yeah. So he's not, there's not like any sort of uh, cover. There's not any pretense of why he's torturing this poor person. <laughs> he's very blatantly yelling in front of everybody, including Steven Seagal, who based on the way he freaks out and tries to stop it, clearly is not really aware of what's going on. Yeah, been I don't think. Yeah. I, I didn't get the impression he was in on this opium operation. Yeah. So... For whatever reason, Kurt Zagon is just torturing this dude in front of whoever, not worrying about yelling about how his, he's, this has to do with his opium. <laughs> and just from there on, I, I, was, I was a little confused about what Steven knew and what he didn't know. Yeah. And he's, he's just like, what are we doing, guys? Why are we here? What does this have to do with military intelligence? And it's just like the guy's yelling about his opium, Stephen. Are you fucking stupid? Uh, yeah, and, and, and this is a, a, a great thing uh, with, with the Zagon uh, guy, because this is a, a, a quirk. This is a trait of his, um, because later in the movie when they're torturing the priest, he's just yelling out like, we need you to tell us who you know who you told so we can kill the senator like real real yeah. fucking loud like in this just apartment building like they're not yeah like, that's true they're not like in like an, a fucking like warehouse or something you know with privacy this guy's like we need to know so we can kill the senator like in like an apartment uh, building i really want to get into that scene where he's torturing that priest because that it, shit is fucking nuts yeah it's, but it, it's I will, insane i will wait but yeah. that scene holy shit yeah, we'll abstain uh, that's for later but so steven seagal tries to intervene and he doesn't successfully intervene he just kind of gets shoved away it, it it didn't seem like it had the uh intensity or the urgency of you know steven who was on to these people abusing their power and stealing opium and torturing random civilians it kind of seemed like him and uh zagon just had like an altercation in a parking lot and their buddies were trying to hold him apart <laughs> yeah because one of steven's friends who i could not tell i went back tried to watch it that you know like this part not the whole fucking movie right. um, <laughs> of course but and i could not tell if that was supposed to be his friend at the end I think maybe it was, but it's so dark and it's kind of hard to see. Uh, but they shove Steven away and then his, his voiceover comes back and he's like, after that, I left the CIA, which I, 
I don't think if you're in that sort of special ops situation that he seems to be in, he could have just, you know, gone home. But I guess I don't really know. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know if that's, if that's deserting, if he's just like, you know what, man? <laughs> Fuck this. Vietnam, well, he's able to become a, I'm tired a of cop. this. <laughs> like, I've had enough of this whole Nam thing. I'm going Yeah, <laughs> That's true. I, I actually was thinking about it in terms of the CIA, not in terms of the Vietnam War. Yeah. <laughs> which is perhaps notorious for if, uh, people not being able to just come home yeah. from. Yes, yeah, Stephen but, Skull above the law, man. Oh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Tying it all together. He is very above the law in this fucking movie. Well, yeah. But. Yeah, and, and so this is another thing I wanted to kind of bring up, because now we're, we're going to kind of get into his home life here. Um, mm-hmm. uh, in, in, at the baptism. Yeah, in the baptism here at 1988. Is that uh, Steven Seagal in this movie, Nico, um, is a d- fucking psychopath. Like, like, like this guy, how this guy has not been fired. <laughs> he is insane. No, he, yeah. it's not about how has he not been fired. He belongs in jail. <laughs> and there's scenes where there are guys who are supposed to be bad guys yelling, he belongs in jail, and they're yelling at him, you belong in jail. Yeah. And I'm just like, yes, he does. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so uh, I, I don't want to just gloss over the baptism scene or anything, but we very quickly get Steven walking into a bar and just beating the shit out of people, um, because, oh, because his it was his cousin decimates those dudes decimates these people because his cousin is uh, and and check me if I'm wrong on this, uh, hanging out with a guy he doesn't like. <laughs> I think the guy he's hanging out with is like a drug dealer. Yeah, because there are, there or are certainly drugs. He might just be uh, a drug user. Yeah, or a drug user. There are certainly drugs in the scene, um, but I don't think that this warrants a. Uh, Steven Seagal uh, decimating everybody. In this oh bar. no! Yeah. And and he's a cop, and he's on he's on the job. He him yeah. and his partner Pam Greer. Yeah. Stop! And he's like, I gotta take a piss. Yeah. And then he goes into this bar and decimates these dudes. Which and, and granted, they sound to be on like official police business. Like Pam Greer is like talking about like, all right, we gotta go like find this this perp or whatever. I like I forget what it is mm-hmm. they're going to do, but they're going to do something. And Steven's like, yeah, hold on a second, I gotta. I gotta go beat the fuck out of some dudes for fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they, they're doing like police work, and 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 here, here's my question for you. Yeah, when you called her his cousin. Yeah. Did you get that? Did you uh, read the Wikipedia synopsis to get that? No, I think he. I think at some point it's said. I, I, somebody oh. says. It. Yeah, I do remember this from watching the movie because I haven't read the Wikipedia. It, it is said oh. at some point that it's, I. I he's a, she's a family member of some kind. I had no idea who that crying lady was. I thought it was his mom for a while. And then yeah. uh, his mo- actual mom shows up later with that with, with the eye patch over her eye. Yeah. Oh, holy shit. That was fucking funny. Yeah. But I had no idea who this crying lady at the baptism was. And I do want to get into the baptism. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it was pretty weird. Yeah. Because uh, there, there was one thing from the, from, the, from the fight, the bar fight scene I wanted to address, too, before we go back to the baptism. Which is, okay. which is when he, he beats up the, the guy that's hanging out with his family member of some, I guess it's his cousin. And uh, he's like, hey, man, you like doing drugs? And he uh, <laughs> slams his face into a, a, a plate of cocaine and, and makes him sniff all of it up. Yeah. <laughs> which um, I can't remember what I watched recently, but uh, that, that was like a, a method for murder in, a, in another, <laughs> another show I watched uh, not that long ago. I can't remember exactly what it was. 
But um, I'm 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 surprised Steven didn't kill this man. Honestly, like not yeah. ju- not not in terms of how angry he was, but just in terms of the movie and the way the movie is. Yeah. I'm surprised he did not murder yeah. that dude. Because <laughs> the movie, it would have been very easy to fit in this movie where he killed that man. Yeah. And I guess he the, he gets the information from him that like sets off the rest of the movie. Sure. But I do want to get back to the, to the fucking yeah, this is important yeah too. like straight out of the Godfather yeah. with all these like people doing these crazy Italian accents <laughs> yeah and so this I thought was gonna set like a tone for the movie like because because I think that this was like the most like we're gonna pull out all the the stops for like an Italian like usually <laughs> it's like a mafia movie thing but I guess I guess here they flip it on its head and they're uh, they're all cops in this one. Um, or at least uh, noted Italian Steven Seagal. Is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this is this is yeah. There all the all the stereotypes of like a like an uh, Italian mafia movie all in this sort of this baptism scene here. And you get a uh, a very weird a very weird moment where Pam Greer, who's Steven Seagal's partner, Jax, shows up to the baptism, and you get three old <laughs> Italian men. Who see her and just get so fucking horny for Pam Greer. Yeah. Like uncontrollably. But all they keep saying to themselves is just like, oh, I'd let her book me. That the partner, that the partner. And their tongues are falling out like cartoons and their eyes are bulging out. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> and, and they just keep saying, is that, that the partner, that the partner? Because it's obviously it's supposed to clue you in. Oh, this is his partner. <laughs> But they couldn't seem to write it in without having it be this exposition, you know. Right. That's delivered by three random horny old Italian men. And it sets a weird precedent for scenes of people being horny for Pam Greer that have no relevance to the movie. Nothing comes of them. Yeah. It's just it's just dudes just getting horny for Pam Greer throughout the whole thing <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. And it was uh it was tough. Yeah, it was it was pretty weird. Um yeah, I mean the the three dudes get so get so fucked up. Like some 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 other guy has to come over to him. He's like, "Hey, like, look, dude, it's, you're you're making everybody uncomfortable. Like, could you just?" It's the priest who <laughs> baptized the baby. They get so horny. The priest has to intervene. Yeah, God himself has to. Uh, yeah, the arm, the arm of God has to come and and tell these men to chill the fuck out. Yeah, um, and she gets Pam Greer gets hit on again uh, in the car while. Uh, Steven's in the bar beating up all these people. But yeah, he's brought to a, a crying old Italian woman who says her daughter ran off with some boy, and that's really all that I understood from that scene. Yeah. Uh, I, I eventually, reading Wikipedia, figured out the cousin and that crying lady's his aunt. Yeah. But all I really knew is there was this you know, lady, and Steven goes to the bar and beats the shit out of these dudes. Uh, and the bartender is real pissed, and the bartender comes back a lot. Yeah, um, he sure does. And, <laughs> and one thing, well, so at the end of the movie, where all the CIA guys are coming to beat up Steven, the bartender's there. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so th- this is a bartender with friends in high places at, at, at the minute. If we're, if we're going to try to explain all of this away, um, this, this, is a, this is a very well-connected bartender here. Well, so, and again, this is from IMDb. But supposedly in the credits, which I did not stick around to watch, but the bartender is credited as CIA bartender. <laughs> Implied that the entire movie he's like an undercover agent in the bar. Hmm. I guess. Hmm. Okay. So it it like explains him being there at the end with sure. the other bad CIA guys. 
but then it doesn't explain why he's in the bar. <laughs> but the uh, dude that is uh, sleeping with his cousin that he beats up tells Steven about there's going to be a big drug deal. And he talks about a cocaine lawyer, which I don't really know what that's supposed to mean. I get the basic idea, but he, the word, like the phrase cocaine lawyer gets thrown around a bunch. <laughs> yeah. And he uh, wiretaps the cocaine lawyer and follow, or I, I don't you know, he, he, he like does a bunch of illegal shit. Right. And it's like a wiretap and then um, surveillance and then follows them to some club with him and Pam Greer. And th- none of this really matters, but I did want to bring up one thing that stood out to me at this club uh, where he, they're watching the, again, cocaine lawyer and they, uh, from watching them find out where their drug deal is going to go down. I don't know, but Pam Greer makes a comment like, why couldn't this have happened in one week? I'd be reading about it in the paper. Right. Oh God. Yeah. I forgot all about that. (laughs) No, I wrote that down. I wrote that down. My note is exactly, I guess Pam Greer is leading. And then the quote, if this is one week later, I'd be reading about the paper, but that's never brought up. It's never acknowledged. It's never like, Oh, I was one week from retirement. Yeah. It's, it's just this weird one throwaway line. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, that's what I meant when I, I totally forgot it. Is, is it's like the rest of the movie happens, and like this doesn't matter, and 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 like <laughs> this doesn't like add any kind of stake to anything that happens regarding Pam Greer. Um, Very little things in this movie add any stake. Yeah, uh, it's not like there's any threat of him actually losing his badge. Right. I mean, they like they kind of threaten him about it and they suspend him, but he's already done such heinous shit. And they're just sort of like, well, you're suspended. And, and this is kind of what I mean with Steven being like a fucking psychopath in this movie is that like, um, they suspend him in his badge and like at no point do you feel like he's gonna, like, this is gonna hinder him in any way because he's acting as if he doesn't have the badge already, you know? like Pretty much. He's already just like tailing people without like, like, I, I don't know, like I was watching it and I was like, is there really like no like paperwork or any kind of like advisory with like hey like deciding to tail people and and all well, of this pam shit. Greer, yeah pam greer is like nervous about it and through a lot of the movie her and then the other random dude who halfway through shows up and is their friend uh they're both like hey steven you might want to chill out on this blatantly illegal activity <laughs> so the movie does acknowledge that he is above the law but it again kind of gets into that weird sort of moral on like are they saying it's okay if steven's above the law (laughs) well and that's the thing that i find particularly interesting about this movie is that i i imagine that what i gain from it is that that steven doesn't like people who are above the law and steven in order to combat this um is also above the law um, but uh, I, I think that like that's the, the just like this movie being fucking dumb. <laughs> like I don't think there's any kind of statement there. I think it's just like uh, like yeah, he doesn't like corrupt cops, so <laughs> he's just well, gonna the, be a psychopath. <laughs> at the end, he says, uh, "You guys think you're above the law, but you ain't above mine," which doesn't really make any sense. Again, in the idea of like what the movie's trying to say, and I know it's probably absolutely nothing, right? But it, it makes such a big deal, especially at the end, talking about the CIA, and it gets into some weird deep state shit yeah. of, like, you know, 
uh, well, he says one thing that I was kind of like, yeah, Stephen, everybody would believe you. It was like, you wouldn't believe it if the banks, you wouldn't believe it if I told you that the banks ran the CIA. <laughs> it's like, Stephen, this is maybe not 1988, I guess, but yeah. this isn't super radical. Yeah, like this, is, this is a little less than, than shocking. Yeah, uh, but he gets the info about this supposed drug deal and goes he poses as like a meat packer I, I i really again this is another part where i was like watching the movie i was paying attention and i just could not figure out what was happening where they were but i knew there was a drug deal and they were gonna they were gonna stop the drug deal but the damn feds showed up right right and, and it, it, it it's such a weird feeling that, that I, I i don't think that we know that they're corrupt at this point um right the feds. no but it, it, it's just like it's just like the feds showing up like puts me like it, it puts me in fear of like what's going to happen to Steven. Like like somebody with more power than him is going to show up and see what he's doing <laughs> and be like, oh, fuck, man. <laughs> well, he he does. And, and I mean, he does some pretty stereotypical like movie cop shit right. where he chases these people down. Yeah. But even then, I mean, it's especially because the movie does make a point about like the the rules i guess if the movie never acknowledged what normal police procedure was it might make it a little bit more palatable when he does this absolute crazy shit and then it's totally cool but the movie is about people <laughs> doing totally crazy shit now it's not cool right <laughs> and all, all of this it just it makes me feel bad for uh, i feel so bad for pam greer's character because the more i think about it the more i realize that she's just sort of Writing in the passenger seat while Steven Seagal decides to go on these weird like personal vendettas, and then she has to file all of his paperwork. Because I, I would what? I would put any amount of money that Steven Seagal's character in this movie has never done any police paperwork ever. Oh, there's no question. <laughs> yeah, there's absolutely no question. And I think there's but a scene he... where Pam Greer complains about all the paperwork she has to Probably. do. Probably yeah. <laughs> towards the end of it, if I'm not mistaken. But he like is throughout the movie constantly telling her like stay in the car. <laughs> Like she's she's his partner. She's a fellow cop. Yeah, he's just like stay in the car, ma'am. Yeah, and, but he he uh, the feds move too early on the drug deal, and in hindsight, it's because they're trying to stop it from getting busted, right? Because they're in on it. But Stephen, you know, won't let him get away. And there's a car chase, and eventually he stands in front of one of the drug dealer's cars, and they hit him, and then he's holding on to the roof of the car while they drive through the Chicago streets. And he shoves his hand through that fucking passenger window <laughs> and grabs uh, one of these drug dealers and starts choking him with his right hand, yeah, his, with one hand choking this hand, dude. Yeah. And there's like uh, synth stings, like like spooky horror movie like synth stings when he shoves his <laughs> hand through that glass, yeah. like some Jason Voorhees yeah, shit. Yeah, it's like some real slasher film type of type of bullshit going on. Yeah, yeah. But I will say, I fuck, I dug it. I dug this scene, this car chase. You know what? I, I, I did too. There was at some point where where I wrote down like like this movie is pretty dumb, but like there's there's some there's some shit in here that I'm having a real good time watching. I I really I Steven on top. It, like for me with action scenes. Uh, anytime somebody gets on top of a moving vehicle, yeah, I'm I'm in. Yeah, like on top of a moving vehicle. At one point, Stephen hops on top of a train, and I was like, "Oh fuck yeah, yeah. oh baby!" <laughs> and then he just gets on the train like a normal passenger, and I was just devastated. Yeah. You hate to see it, but I liked this. Uh, I liked this this scene, the car chase, and him on top of the car. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was uh, uh, uh coherent. <laughs> 
Yeah. It was uh, very easy to follow. And for the most part, not something that really should be brought up as praise, but just going in, even in this very first one, I was not expecting there to be very many action sequences at all that I actually enjoyed, even even in like what, you know, the, the quote unquote golden years of Steven. Yeah. I don't have a lot of faith in him. <laughs> so I was, this was the first time I was kind of like, oh, okay. Well, and I suppose that's, a, that's an interesting thing. Um, it is, it, I, I know Steven's been like brought on to like consult for, uh, for like, choreography right or, or like putting yeah. together fight scenes and stuff so they're, they're he broke have... sean connery's wrist on uh, never say never again right uh, uh <laughs> a sneak preview into a future episode there um, uh. <laughs> um or no I, I, that's not actually a steven movie is it that's he, he was no he was he's consultant. no right <clears throat> yeah i was like come on dude we already got like 56 yeah. let's, <laughs> let's slow it down sorry, sorry. <laughs> um but uh yeah, so I what I gained from that is that there has to be at some point there have to be a few good Steven Seagal fight scenes. Like we have to, assumedly, yeah. there has to be something where he looks like he knows what he's doing. Well, and and again, this was directed by this dude Andrew Davis, who I was not familiar with by name, but he did do The Fugitive, which rules. And I, I guess in theory, I should have had some confidence in him, but just the presence of Steven Seagal, I did not expect really to get anything out of it. Yeah. So even just you know when I was like digging on this uh, action scene, I was I was pretty pleased. And and then uh, they the car crashes while well, he's just choking out this man with a single hand, and uh, they they go to the back of the car and it's not drugs, it's C four. Yeah. Big, uh, C four, my man. Yeah, yeah. Big, uh, big spoiler, or not, or, or not a spoiler. Big uh, twist, big surprise, and not just C four. This is this is military grade. This is the real deal here. Steven's seen this shit before. Yeah, he knows how it blows. <laughs> he knows how it blows. One of the truly great lines from this movie. <laughs> there are some good fucking lines in this movie. I'm excited to get to some of them. Yes, there, I, I, uh, I want to see if you wrote down one of the ones I wrote down. <laughs> okay we'll see yeah yeah there's one i'm pretty excited for um, all right but yes he he knows how the c4 blows um and after that they uh there's a quick scene where the guy that steven choked out in the car he meets with his lawyers i guess these these are the cocaine lawyers right of before and uh, they talk about how they're going to get him off the charge and it's not like a totally nothing scene, but then as the drug dealer is leaving, or I guess he's a C4 dealer, but as he's leaving, uh, the evil army man, Zagon, from earlier shows up, and he's in charge. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, he's back, yeah, I guess. Yeah, big, big twist. You know? <laughs> yeah. But they throw like, a lot cool. at us right in that like five-minute period there. Yeah, um, it's, it's a lot to keep track of. Yeah. I, I mean, the whole fucking movie is a lot to keep track of. It, like, nothing happens in it. It's it's so fucking simple, but yet at the same time, I could not follow it. Yeah, I, I think that that's like the true uh, the true sin of this movie is that it, it's it's really dumb, um, but also makes no sense. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's but they. Yeah. Uh, they tell him to, they tell Steven that the guy got released and they tell him to back off because he's working with the feds. He's like an informant. And of course, this is just because he's a CIA uh, asset and they're evil schemes. But he, uh, Steven gets off. And I, I did 
take note of one thing that I really liked. Um, this dude who I don't know his actual role, but uh, I want to try and make sure I explain the correct dude to you, <laughs> yeah. unless you might immediately know who I'm talking about. The guy who kind of ex- like the the cop who explains to Steven what's going on. He's got the big glasses and the mustache and talks real mush mouth. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, He's great. Yeah. And, and just was clearly not a seasoned actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And well, he's just poor mumbling, guy. and he's really struggling. And it turns out this dude is a real cop that uh, the director, Andrew Davis, used a lot, like as a supervisor and to give uh, insight into his movies. Oh, interesting. So uh, it, it, it made me not feel uh, quite as bad for him. Yeah. <laughs> just struggling through the whole thing. But... <laughs> I did really like him, and I was very disappointed there wasn't more of him. Yeah, um, yeah, I, that's the thing in this movie um, where I mean, there were clear, there were a few actors who who clearly were were good and and knew what they were doing, and and uh, the 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 Zagon guy was uh, of course a big mm-hmm. highlight in this one. But like uh, the the lady that played Stephen's mom with the uh, <laughs> with the eye patch. Uh, just her the fucking iPad. <laughs> it was just just uh, dreadful. Every time she walked in, it was like a, <laughs> it was like a, a totally different movie, like a goofy fucking Zucker Brothers spoof. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and, and there's a scene where, and uh, okay, maybe I drifted off. Maybe you can you can help lead me astray, uh, lead me back to the plot here. But there was the there was the uh, the scene with. With the explosion at the church, there's the, the yeah, the which is song. I mean basically next he follows yeah. the dudes anyway, even though they tell him to back off, and they end up at his mother's church. Yeah, and they planted a bomb, and the church explodes. Yes, and that's, that's which is how she gets her eye fucked up, and then she gets a just a very comical bandage over her right eye. Yeah, and 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 that's when Stephen reveals to us that he knows what C four blows like, and mm-hmm. um, what it's what it was it smells like, and what it blows like. And uh, yes. so there's the hospital scene right after that. <clears throat> and Stephen goes up to his mom and tells her that somebody didn't make it. And then she starts, she starts crying and it's, it's just awful. Like, like I've never felt less uh, of an emotional impact in a death scene <laughs> than perhaps when I watched this one. Uh, but who, who died? The priest. The priest died. Okay. Yeah. I like. Yeah. The priest died. Okay. Jesus Christ. I was watching this scene and I, I like, I like lost track of it for a second. The priest died. That's too nah, bad. That's that's. Trust me, it's all good. Yeah. That's too bad. But yeah, the priest. Yeah, it's very sad. Yeah. He gets blown up. That is too bad. Because they thought it was going to be the other priest who, uh, because as it turns out, the church has a bunch of like South American immigrants living in the right. basement. Living in the basement. And one of those is a priest that has, for whatever reason, knowledge of the CIA's plan to kill the senator. And that's the priest that gets interrogated later. And they thought he would be giving the sermon, I guess, even though he is an immigrant that lives in the basement, I guess. I don't know. But they thought he would be giving the sermon. So they tried to blow him up. But it was actually... Uh, the priest the mom likes. Yeah. Um, truly and, and oh my stuff. God, after that fucking bomb goes off and there's all these fucking bloody corpses, <laughs> there's a shot of Steven carrying this bloody little girl. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Jesus Christ, yeah. this is not the movie for that, guys. Yeah, I, this movie kicks up to another level, like, 
for five minutes, or not even five minutes, for like 34 seconds there while while they're carrying yeah. all these bloody corpses out of this church. And there's one part, and it's not just with the, the bloody little girl, it's it's like they show one guy who is like had his skin blown off to like the blood, yeah, and he's just like yeah. crawling around on the ground, and I'm like, what <laughs> fucking movie am I watching? <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, and yeah. They fuck up this church. And, you know, Stephen recognizes the C4, and he knows that it was the uh, C4 that the CIA seized from the drug deal. So that's when he realizes the CIA has to be involved. Mm -hmm. And there's also the first acknowledgement of this senator, because there's a dead aide to the senator that got blown up. Yeah. And I didn't understand, like, any of what was just happening. Yeah. I, I, I didn't understand any of that. Yeah, this went, uh, this went a little uh, beyond me at this point. <laughs> yeah, because the senator didn't mean anything to me at this point in the movie. So I was just like, why? It's like 45 minutes in. What is all this, like, random shit they're just adding for no reason? Like, who's the senator? <laughs> I remember the first part they were talking about, we're going to kill the senator. Yeah, I... I think that, like, I, I kind of gathered a little bit about the aid from the senator, again, from that Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, I, I think I... Yeah, but it still didn't help enough. But, so, after this uh, explosion is the scene where Steven's walking down the street. I, I, I This is another time where I wasn't entirely sure of what he was doing, but he was walking down the street, basically, and then he gets jumped. Yes. And I, uh, I I appreciated that he gets jumped by, and I wrote it down, three men, mm. one with a gun, one with a baseball bat, and one of them with a machete. Right. And uh, I, I, this one didn't really do anything for me. It, it was fine, I guess, but yeah. in terms of like an action scene, I got nothing out of it. I got nothing out of Steven, uh, which who we've actually, for the most part, haven't talked about that much. Yeah. And I think it's a really uh, good acknowledgement of just what a nothing he is. <laughs> just what a total non-entity. And how bizarre it is that he, even for what like a small period of time, was a leading man in major motion pictures. Because he, I, I mean, I get nothing from him in this movie. <clears throat> and so He's not fun to watch. Yeah. He's not intimidating. He's not even particularly exciting. Yeah, and, and so this is what fascinates me about about the entire thing right it's like steven is a pretty let's just say mundane uh uh face on the screen he's he's not uh he's not exciting his his acting is by no means impressive his fighting i suppose is is impressive i suppose the martial arts stuff is, <laughs> is pretty good um we've at least we're, we're one movie in we've at least had one good Stephen fight scene, right? Well, but, well, but the thing, it did not involve it did not involve Stephen fighting. This is true. It was a chase. This is a chase. So it was a car <laughs> or on top of a car. So, and I guess my thing with all of this is, is like he is um, notoriously awful to work with from the beginning. Um, we're going to talk about his SNL appearance pretty okay. soon. I didn't know if he meant Stephen Seagal or the character. Oh, the so Stephen Stephen Seagal. But Steven either Seagal. one would work. Yeah. So Stephen Seagal notoriously really bad to work with. So I'm watching this mm -hmm. movie. And this is his first. This is his breakout role. And I'm, and I'm watching yeah. this, and and I'm like, this is he's not like, <laughs> like he's not that exciting. Like I'm not really loving him here, and it's <laughs> it's just like. There's like somebody. There's somebody behind the scenes. There's, a, there's somebody that's being like, "Yeah, this guy's a star. We're gonna we're gonna make this guy the face of action movies in America." 
and uh, yeah, it's just so why? bizarre. And that's what I can't. That's what I can't gather. It's just like he's not that good on the screen. He's he's uh, notoriously awful to work with. <laughs> I, I yeah I, I I do not understand it, and this didn't really help me understand it. Yeah. Uh, even if we get into like the action scenes, I did like they didn't involve him actually doing his aikido. Yeah. Uh, he, but so he, these guys jump him and it's a fight scene that did nothing for me. Uh, he, one of the guys runs away and he chases him. Uh, this was his screen debut. So it's also the debut of how he runs. And, oh, uh, yeah. In oh, an goodness. audio medium, there's not even any way for me to like express it beyond like he's pumping his arms and flapping them like a chicken at the same time. Yeah. It is bewildering. <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, I mean, he's running down the street, just flopping his arms around. I, 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 I just even, I just even like need a minute. I, <laughs> yeah. Take a deep breath before you get into thinking about the way running. this dude even runs. Um, I, yeah, it, it's, it's uh, monstrous. Yeah. He, he, he runs and catches up with the guy and knocks him out. And then another random dude walks up. And he's like, "Hey, hey, that's my friend." Yeah, and and I guess it's supposed to be like, "Ah, uh, Stephen, Stephen can't get out of it. They're always gonna find him." I guess I don't even fucking know. And he uh, just punches this dude in the stomach, yeah. and there's a fucking killer guitar lick <laughs> as Stephen walks away. Yeah, well, yeah, some truly real, some real badass action movie shit right here. Um. I, I like pseudo badass yeah. action movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, I, I thought that action scene was okay. Like it was definitely not uh, on par with the, the meat packing uh, uh, scene, drug deal, C4 deal scene. Uh, that was, uh, I think really the, probably the highlight of the, the movie for, for action scenes or chase scenes or whatever. I, I liked the climax in the parking garage and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was pretty good. Too. We'll get that to that. At the end, but I, I dug that. I don't know if I would put one above the other, yeah. and neither of them were like particularly great. Like it's not like I would watch the movie again or even be like, ah, oh, remember that car chasing above the law. Yeah. I think it was really just the fact that it was like good at all. Yeah, was kind of noteworthy to me. I was like, oh, a, a, an enjoyable moment in this film. What a what a nice surprise. <laughs> yeah, what a breath of fresh air. And I guess that that's um one of the things that really disappointed me about this movie. Uh, is it like yeah going into a Steven Seagal movie I don't have a, I don't have very high hopes or anything like that but like this is as we've said a couple of times now what should be the heyday this is the, the glory days of Steven Seagal um, before he has to just make his own movies by himself uh, <laughs> and um, and so yeah like I, I don't uh, I don't I, I guess that's why I'm, I'm just I'm sad I just didn't I don't see the appeal I didn't see the appeal yeah. even, even from back then there's so many great action movies in the late 80s and the, the early 90s and and Steven Seagal is not so far in any of them <laughs> no yeah I yeah I don't I don't get it at all and after these dudes come and he beats them up he he's home now and he gets a phone call from the dude the CIA friend who I guess is the crazy drunk man that recruited him but his CIA friend Nelson tells him he's in danger and he needs to get his family out. Uh, and he calls Steven a Python. Right. Uh, and then th- this... Uh, <laughs> Which this gets scene, more absurd the more I think about it. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. It's like, why did they just like not do it? 
Yeah. Like they could have very easily just not Ugh. made a big deal about how Steven was supposed to be Italian. Yeah. Or just had it's an Italian, a very big part of the movie. Or, or had it been based around an Italian actor or Italian movie star. Um, well, I, somebody yeah, who could that's, do it very well. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, was they could have <laughs> at that time made this especially. movie with uh, somebody good. Yeah, There's a lot of different ways they could have. Yeah, know, there, there were a it. lot of avenues that could have been taken. Uh, but this uh, scene, because after the the call, his wife, who's played by fucking Sharon Stone, yeah, and I guess I, I've kind of looked it up. Uh, she didn't actually become you know like a, a household name, I guess, until the '90s with Total Recall, right? But to, you know, watch this now in 2020 and it's Sharon Stone in this, you know, shitty Steven Seagal action movie was pretty jarring. She's also in the few, very few scenes where she's allowed to act. She's like acting, yeah, which is also pretty jarring considering how little acting happens in a lot of the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, but this scene after the phone call was the most stressful part of the entire movie for me. Yeah. And right before we get into that, I do want to, this continues to, to, to be part of my whole thing with Steven in this movie is that he's being told that his family, his wife is in imminent danger. And he's just like, he's just like, Oh, all right, cool dude. Yeah. I always wanted to go to Switzerland <laughs> and it's, it's, I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's, he thinks it's nothing inhuman. can hurt him. It's, yeah, it's, he's, it's he's Stephen, baby. <laughs> it's, it's His wife is he sitting right die. next to him. His wife is sitting right next to him, crying and in, in like <laughs> out of anxiety and agony of everything that's going on around her. And Stephen's just like, oh, well, crazy dude. Oh, they're sending people after me. Uh oh. <laughs> so I wanted to point that out. That that scene in particular struck me too. I was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean he's like he's a sociopath yeah and afterward he's trying to <laughs> console sharon stone and i really did i was like tense like white knuckled like please don't make me have to see a sex scene between steven seagal and sharon stone <laughs> i know that i know that it will be unavoidable that i will see steven seagal sex scenes sure but sharon stone is like a a genuine human being like she looks like a real very beautiful human woman sure. and the idea of having to see steven seagal even just like romantically kiss her for an extended period of time was very upsetting to me yeah. it was like uh some sort of body horror <laughs> like terror i was feeling i was like please don't make me have to see this yeah quite arguably the best part of the movie is that steven doesn't kiss anyone um if i'm not mistaken I, he like I think he kisses her like uh, a little bit in like a pretty casual way. Yeah. But there is no uh, extended or overt like sex or even you know sensual moments in it. Yeah. And that is truly a blessing. It is. I. It's a real win. Oh yeah, I was I was very relieved. I I know that it will not be avoidable for long. Uh, I I would probably bet after this one he was like, all right, no. Like now, let me really kiss him. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> but I, I mean, Ooh. he's a bad dude. He he uh, he sure is. Um, uh, but yeah. so the cops show up at the house, and they there's this just very unpleasant and not like unpleasant in terms of I'm empathizing with the characters, but it's unpleasant because there's just a bunch of people packed in Steven Seagal's room yelling incoherently. <laughs> And I'm like who who decided that this was like a well edited good scene? There's like uh, scenes where they're like trying to take Steven's gun, and he's like, "Why don't you take it from me?" One guy in this scene, actually, one of the cops uh, calls him Steven. Uh, if if you uh, like pay enough attention, <laughs> there's a part. Uh, it's and it's hard to like notice for sure, but 
he like yells like, hey, Steve. And it like cuts right at the end of the Steve. So it like is trying to hide the fact he said Steve. Oh my God. But um, it's, it's definite. I watched it a couple times to be sure. He definitely calls this dude Steve. <laughs> yeah, that, this is something that I, I, I totally missed. I did not see that, which is, it, it, I don't know, it continues to add to the, to the lore of like, it's only going to take a few movies before people are just fucking done with Steven Seagal. Um, well, I mean, let me tell you, brother, I'm already pretty done with Steven Seagal. <laughs> what if I told you, <laughs> what if I told you you have over a year of Steven Seagal left? <laughs> it did like a couple days ago, uh, particularly yesterday when I actually watched the movie and I was like kind of thinking about this as a real thing. Yeah. It really did settle in. Uh, oh, this is going to be like a year of yeah. just Steven Seagal every week. Every week. And uh, yeah, it's. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, let it sink in. <laughs> they uh, they take Stephen in and they don't arrest him, which is what I thought was happening. And I remember, like in my notes, putting they arrest Steven Seagal <laughs> and then having to like delete it because they don't arrest him; they just suspend him. Yeah. Even though he, uh, what? Actually, I guess I mean he beats up those dudes, but they uh, chased him first. Yeah. And they, I think they found out that he followed them to the church he followed the drug dealer to the church when he was supposed to back off yeah but i mean it's all you know the cia's master deep state plan right and uh is the line that you were wondering if i wrote down was it here at the police station you know what i think that we've actually i think that we actually missed it it was it was uh it it was i think it was a while back when they go to uh, see the cocaine uh lawyer um and I don't know, there's just a really surreal moment where uh, Steven Seagal turns to, turns to Pam Greer when they're talking about going inside to, to, the, to the restaurant. And, and, and Steven Seagal says, we gon' party. <laughs> and it's, uh, what, it, it made me deeply uncomfortable. So I, I did write it down. We just skipped over it. <laughs> yeah. But I do have we gon' party, G-O-A-N. Yeah. Yep, I, I said uh, we G-O-I-N party. <laughs> Yeah, he uh there's a little a lot of moments like a lot of little moments in here where it seems very clear <laughs> that he's just like ad-libbing. <laughs> yeah. And and they probably were like uh hey Steven and he probably you know didn't listen. Right. But I at this part where he gets brought into the police station, I wrote down a line that I oh my god, this fucking line. <laughs> Go for it. This line for like, you know, the like 5 seconds this line takes place and it, this is a five-star film. Uh the bartender's back at the police station and he's being interviewed by the cops about Steven Seagal's uh, just showing up and beating the shit out of his patrons. And uh, the bartender says, he's, t- he's, he's telling the uh, interviewer, he's talking about how Steven came in and he says, so he comes in and he starts doing all this outer space kind of stuff, putting my customers in orbit even. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was like, what? <laughs> Putting my customers in orbit, even. Yeah. Steven's punching these dudes to the moon. <laughs> Straight into space, brother. And they're taking his fucking badge and his gun. And uh, he immediately in the scene after he gets his badge and his gun taken away, he's meeting with Pam Greer and this other random detective friend who is now in the movie. I don't remember him from anywhere. Yeah. He is in the baptism. Uh, if you remember, the baptism starts with two dudes running to make the baptism right. for some right. reason. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
uh, just today I was kind of skimming through it and I noticed that this detective and then the mush mouthed dude with the glasses and the <laughs> mustache, they're the two dudes who are running to catch the baptism. They were, yeah. As soon as you said that, I remembered that. I remembered the mushmouth guy specifically. But be- beyond that, uh, I have no idea who this detective is and why he suddenly shows up. But the, immediately the scene after he loses his gun and his badge, they just give him another gun. Right. This detective's just like, oh, here, Steven, take my gun. <laughs> yeah. And boy, uh, boy, does he use it to great effect in the, <laughs> in the, in the immediate aftermath. I'm clapping like a baby right now. <laughs> because. <laughs> I'm clapping like a goddamn seal. This fucking scene. This, I'm standing up. I'm standing up for this. Yeah. Yeah. This is now a standing <laughs> podcast. <laughs> this was. Um, I misspoke earlier. This was by far the best part of this movie. Was, it's uh, <laughs> powerful. Yeah, yeah. Take us through it. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Stephen, and I, I don't really remember how it even happens. I didn't write any of it down except that he's uh, just driving, and then uh, <laughs> these five dudes with machine guns just get out of a car, and there's like a group of children, and these men are just walking down the street behind this group of children holding machine guns, yeah. and they just start shoving the children, and they're just like, "Get out of here!" And then they just blast Stephen's car. Yeah. They just they just put Stephen on blast, decimate his car, and them he gets out and survives apparently and uh pulls a single handgun on these five men who have surrounded him with machine guns he pulls a single handgun points his handgun at one of the dudes and it's like stop or i'll blow his brains out which and right and yeah i i i immediately thought i was watching this i was like man he is really banking on them caring if one of these henchmen live or die like he he absolutely had to have picked the one right dude the one dude there that all four of them liked like the one guy they're like oh man greg not great like he's my kid's Uh, godfather like he was at my wedding oh my he's my best man not they picked Greg. the one dude. If Steven pointed at any of those other dudes, at least one of those guys would have taken it. Because you know, whichever dude, whichever one of those dudes shot and killed Steven would be getting a nice cash prize. Yeah. You know? And not just maybe. This is CIA deep state shit that's going yeah. on. Yeah. Like, they're like this concerned that one of their, their agents is going to go down to Steven Seagal. Um. And, <laughs> and, and, and yet, it's still not the best part. Oh, because no, it's not. <laughs> He tells them all to put their guns down, and for whatever reason, they do. Yeah, they're like, oh, okay, shit. And one guy says to him, I don't think you can drop us, or I don't think you can drop us all, fat ass. And Steven just shoots the man dead in the street. <laughs> shoots him dead. He executes him like a dog. <laughs> he says something like, not all of you, and he just fucking shoots this guy in the chest. And and then then he like herds them all into this store, just a random store. <laughs> yeah, and, and they get in a big fight. I don't I don't know. It, some uh, so much of this movie is just nonsense. And I guess it's supposed to be like uh, played for laughs when the store owner is like yelling and freaking out, and uh, he's foreign, and that was funny in the eighties. And I guess it's supposed to be. Uh, and I, I don't even know. I mean, I, I didn't like this scene. None of the uh, hand-to-hand kind of smaller fight scenes in this really did it for me. Yeah. I, I, I guess maybe it's Steven's Aikido. Maybe it's just Steven. I think it's probably just Steven. Yeah. But I, I kind of just, like, tuned out during this. I was like, oh, yeah, Steven's beating him up. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, already, already I've had enough Stephen beating him up. Yeah, and there's really, he at no point in this movie faces any kind of, like, worthy challenger. Like, there's, there is no person that tries to fight Stephen in this movie that, like, doesn't punch him and then he blocks it and then he punches them once in the chest and they just immediately fall down. Like I I don't want to get into it yet, but even the the villain of the film yeah. does not does not stand a chance. The villain of the film. Well, you know what? Let's yeah, let's, I, let's yeah. not get there quite yet. Uh, but so he 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 uh, again in Steven Seagal fashion, he decimates these dudes in this store, and uh, he goes and he kidnaps the uh, one of the feds. Uh, I, it's a fed who's been involved in the police investigation, and Steven kidnaps him and uses him to find out who got the C4 out of the CIA's evidence lockup. Right. So he can trace that to, uh, he traces it back to a CIA friend who called him. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, and this is, this is when he's holding the CIA guy at, at, at gunpoint, right? This is, yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, which I, is another, <laughs> probably my favorite part of the movie is, is when he dispenses of the, uh, of the CIA guy. Yeah, did you uh, write that line down? Uh, I didn't, uh, but, but oh, please. I did. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, so he takes the CIA guy to like a lakeside, yep. and he has him take off his pants, just his pants and socks, which seemed weird to me. He's still got like his dress shirt on and a tie, yep. but he's in like, you know, comical tidy whities Of course, the funniest. And he way. says, <laughs> and he says, I'd like you to get up, run your ass over there, and jump in the fucking lake for me. And if you don't hurry, I'm gonna empty this gun in your butt. <laughs> Yeah, um, it is. Oh, it's great. This is the best yeah. part. Um, the, and, the, he, and this man the just defeatedly, <laughs> and this man just defeatedly walks over on the gravel. He's like his feet hurt. He's like he's like tiptoeing over on the gravel to the side of the, to the fucking. This is not on a beach either. Like like this is like this is like running, flowing water, and uh, just just jumps into like the fucking yeah. ocean or whatever. It's like a lake. Yeah. Like people are probably picnicking. People are probably just watching Steven do this. Yeah. And uh, Steven and, just drives off, and 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 that's <laughs> we don't get much more of the CIA guy. Like he's just like shit, man. Steven made me get in my underwear. So does he come back? I, I does he? I don't think he does. I think that that's it. I, I think was, that's yeah. the end of him for this film. I was kind of afraid that I, maybe I'd forgotten about him or something, but no, I think I think Stephen just is, is done with him. I certainly might have forgotten about him. Yeah. Uh, the the next like little chunk of this movie is kind of a big question mark for me. Yeah. I, I'm not entirely sure what exactly happens. I know the end result is Stephen finds uh, five dudes from uh, like the CIA that were all trained assassins and came to Chicago, so he knows that they're involved in this big <laughs> uh, you know CIA operation mm -hmm. but he he meets with some woman who works at like a computer store that he used to know and she helps him hack into the cia i guess yeah did you did you have any idea what any of this was <laughs> um no okay <laughs> no i, I okay again i'm with you at this at this point this is this is the chunk of the movie sort of between after he makes the guy get in his underwear and when uh, uh we kind of get the interrogation scene um and even the interrogation scene's a question mark, but like there's <laughs> like I guess for like from the interrogation scene like to the end um is maybe a little more coherent in that like we kind of just get Stephen uh, killing or or whatever it is Stephen yeah, does. Yeah, because <laughs> this is when they start bringing up the senator stuff. Yeah. And the weird like 
I guess Nicaragua stuff. I still don't know where that came from. Yeah, and, um, and this is a, this is a small nitpick. I, mean, uh, I I I don't know like what was was going on with the uh, with the hacking thing, and he, he's using the computer and hacking. And I, I don't know. It's such a good uh, indicator of the sloppiness of this movie is that like Columbia is spelled wrong on the computer. <laughs> it's spelled with a U on the computer. I like took a picture of it. <laughs> um, it's it's a dude from the Columbia University yeah, from Columbia University. Uh, yeah, or from he's an art student, <laughs> or, or a monster from directly out of the Columbia River. Um, <laughs> weird CIA shit, man. It's like you don't you don't want to know what's in these files. Um, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, and 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 then right after this is the uh, interrogation. They kidnap the priest for some reason, right. and uh, want to find out who he told because they have the information. He has the information that they're planning to kill a senator. And the Zagon guy wants to know who he told. Right. And uh, injects him with something. Yeah. I, I I thought it was going to be like truth serum. Yeah. I was a little relieved that it wasn't. Yeah. But it's never really established. It's just like he's injecting him with like Mountain Dew. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But there's a, a, a moment that I wrote down here uh, where... Uh, let me verify this dude's name because I want to talk about him for a moment. Yeah. H- Henry Silva. Henry, Henry Silva. Silva as Kurt Zagon uh, starts giving a speech and it says, you know, like I'm the villain and I'm sinister and I'm crazy speech. Yeah. And uh, his voice kind of like contorts, I guess, <laughs> as he keeps going along and he starts going, you know, like, well, enjoy it together. You've always been alone. <laughs> and uh, he starts talking like fucking Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> yeah. Yelling in this man's face like fucking uh, Sheev. It's, uh, I don't even know, man, but it's a fucking weird moment. I, I, I was like just begging for these moments. I was getting like legitimate laughs out of them. Yeah. And it, it was these like small little nuggets they were tossing me that were able to get me through this. Yeah, honestly, I, 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 I think this is going to be a thing that's going to happen a lot in these movies, is that, like, there's not much to cling on to here, besides just yeah. how inherently goofy Steven Seagal's movies can be. just pointing out these very small, like, moments, but beyond that, it's just, like, big nothings. Yeah. It's just big nothings. And the rest of this movie is pretty much a big nothing. Pam, He tells Pam Greer to stay in the car, and I think it genuinely just stems from nothing but the fact she's a woman. I really can't figure out why else he's telling his partner yeah not to his trained police officer him. partner yeah i i have no idea why he's doing that beyond uh some assumptions i have to make on steven seagal's part yeah. uh, but she comes in anyway and she gets shot yep and that's when he goes and he gets on the train and i was so fucking excited and then absolutely heartbroken when there's not an action scene on the train right. is there anything about like any of this that you want to get into i am i am already and i know that we have so many worse steven movies yeah to get into yeah but i am already sick of above the law i am as exhausted <laughs> right now as i was watching it which is about at this point i was like i'm done with this yeah honestly there's not there's not too much that that goes on here that's really worth digging into that i remember i kind of I, I kind of zoned out for a little while for and, until like <laughs> until like I just until they captured can't Steven. blame your brother and uh, yeah and so really this is where this is where it gets it gets good right so when they when they hit the the dude with the the serum or whatever it was uh, in the interrogation scene I assumed it was truth serum 
because he sort of just like involuntarily it seems like starts telling the truth um or or, or just starts telling him things that he's he's te- telling Zagon about things that he's said about him or whatever um i i i kind of got that impression but then at the end when he injects steven with it yeah one, Steven's totally fine. It's never explained well, why. Well, and so yeah, and this is this is my thing. It, it, not only is Steven above the law, Steven is also above uh, injecting, um, you know, uh, seemingly like borderline, like like incapacitating <laughs> he's, he's, substances into his veins. <laughs> he's medicine resistant. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that, he's a drug that can't be stopped. Yeah, and so and, and that's a, the other thing about the truth serum is like if it's truth serum, I, I I don't understand because like he he fills up the the needle with it and he turns to Stephen and he's like every time I've done this it's been for information extraction and and today it's just for fun, and I'm like so what does this this thing do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If it's like he he like tells Stephen to stand up like it's gonna turn him into like a Jeffrey Dahmer zombie. Yeah. I I don't know if that's just what it is. I mean they don't explain it and it's not like we should expect them to explain anything in this fucking movie but but steven uh first off it turns out pam greer was wearing a vest yeah a big and it's just fine it's just totally fine it's like oh yay (laughs) and and everybody's happy uh you get steven's family has gone to stay with his uncle and he goes to visit them and he sniffs his newborn baby and there's a moment where he's just like baby smells so good (laughs) love to get a whiff of that baby And he he's watching the guys on the uh, like the CIA guys. He's surveying. He's doing surveillance on them. They're in a parking garage, and he's on the roof, and he's watching them, or something again. And uh, his old CIA buddy, who called to warn him and then checked out the C four, Nelson comes back. Good old Nelson. And this is when Steve gets into his deep state rant. Right. Oh yeah, and this is great too. Yeah. So his friend uh, like holds him at gunpoint to. I, I, and I don't know even I guess I'm not totally sure on what his motive is here like I'm not sure if his friend is like is like more acting in the interest of the CIA or if he's just trying to get Stephen out of out of shit again um, but yeah so Stephen goes on his whole deep state rant and explains the plot of the movie so I suppose sort of, it, 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 sort of yeah so I suppose if you're listening at home and, you, and because there's a whole subplot of, uh, of this about there being like Central American drugs and and all of this stuff and an invasion of Nicaragua and they're, but they're is all... it a subplot or is it just the plot of the movie? <laughs> and, and so this is what's bizarre. I I, I don't know. Like like because like part of, like this movie could have been they could have made this one of two movies and they decided to try to make it both of them. I feel like like this could have been like Steven Seagal having some sort of like vengeance uh, or some sort of vendetta against Zagon because of what he saw. Uh, in yeah. Vietnam slash Cambodia, uh, or this could have been a movie about like illegal CIA drug trafficking or something like that out of Nicaragua. Yeah, well, and, they don't even need the senator shit. Yeah, and then there's you the, senator the senator. Shit. Jesus Christ, what even is this fucking movie? <laughs> yeah, you don't need the senator at all. But Steven's CIA buddy takes him down to the parking garage, and then Zagon and the bartender, yep. and <laughs> the guy he choked in the car, and it's just like everybody from the movie shows up at the end, like the end of Shrek, yeah. and they're all like, hey. It's climax time, yeah. baby. Everybody with, and, and I, I would say half the people there have a pretty rightful bone to pick with Steven at this point. Um, yeah. Uh, the, well. <laughs> it's at least certainly the bartender. Um, um, because, and that's the thing. It's, it's like, it's, it's like I want to root, like you're supposed to root for Steven in this movie. And it's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, why would you root for Steven in general? <laughs> yeah. And he, there's this fucking shootout 
um, and then he ends up getting in a car and backs into this dude and drives through the wall of the parking garage. It's just like a, you know, like a metal uh, door that slides down. He drives through it and he's on a very high floor. And when he backs out, the guy flies off the back of the car and falls down to something <laughs> that electrocutes him. electrocuted just, like a fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it shows just, like, the building he lands on, and there's, like, uh, I think light flashing. There's definitely, you know, sound effects to imply the guy's being electrocuted, yeah. but it doesn't really let you know why no, or it, anything. it legitimately sounds like a bug's uh, zapper or something. Like, it's, it's yeah. pretty surreal. And uh, they catch Steven, they, they crash into his car, and they make him get out, and they take him to Zagon, and that's when the whole injection stuff happens. And then, meanwhile, the fucking senator is at the Committee for Democratic Policy. And it's, you know, they're going to kill him, I guess. It's not like there's, you know, parallel editing of the guy going to kill him. You don't see some assassin. There's no evidence of what the threat is. It's just sort of like, you know they want to kill this dude. And you have to assume that it's going to happen now. Uh, But they inject Steven. But as we've said, he's drug resistant. Like a horrific virus, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he 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 he's zip tied to this chair and just rips his hands up like it's nothing. He, he just the breaks through the zip ties. He breaks the whole chair. Oh yeah, if I remember right, uh, I think the whole chair just busts beneath him, and he. Uh, I'm surprised most. I'm surprised if any chair doesn't. Yeah, and uh, and so I, I I wrote down something specifically about this scene. Um, so he goes and he just kind of casually uh, kills pretty much everybody in the room, uh, if I remember right. He like shoots a dude, beats a couple dudes up, and then um, I simply just wrote uh, that that this scene was s- s- not even satisfying uh, because I was <laughs> hoping it would be satisfying. You know, it's like the bad guy dying, but instead uh, I just I cringed a lot, and uh, this yeah. this scene was straight up fucking gross, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this shit I... was disgusting. <laughs> I was like fine with it yeah. up until uh, he kills Zagon. Yes, and that's exactly our, our big bad. Yeah, yeah I, I was okay with it, but he like gets Zagon in this hold and just breaks the dude's fucking arm, yeah. and it's nasty. Yeah. I mean, it's just fucking nasty. It's gross. <laughs> the guy drops down and he gets him in like a headlock under his arm and just breaks this man's neck with one arm, yeah. and it is just unpleasant. Yeah. It's again. It's not like Steven's an action hero. It's like he's fucking Jason Voorhees <laughs> taking yeah. out teens. Yeah, he, he, does, he, he, he takes his arm and, and at, at, the, at the elbow um, snaps it in half, basically. <laughs> Just like flexes his arm so bad. Yeah. It, it's this man's life. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then the rest of his body goes uh, with him, I guess. He like snaps his neck. And, and it's, uh, again, he, he uh, it's gross. Uh, it's just, yeah. it's just, it's, it's, it's disgusting. Like I felt I, a little queasy watching it. <laughs> it was at least like something, you yeah. know, like I was watching, it was like a moment that made me feel anything. Yeah. So I kind of appreciated yeah, it. you feel alive. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it was like I was watching a movie instead of just kind of like passively sitting in front of a screen for two hours. But he uh, wanders into the democratic committee policy meeting and he's all bloody and he passes out and everybody's like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. And, but I mean, that's, it's, yeah, it, it cuts back to Stephen's home. Pam Greer's there. Everybody's happy. The senator shows up to thank Stephen. There's no uh, question about what happened. The fact that Stephen, as far as, you know, the optics on it are, Stephen murdered a bunch of CIA agents. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, but it's just like everybody just like, knows. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, man. 
thanks for and, killing and, all those agents for us. Yeah, I I know that I shouldn't expect any more from like this movie, you know, for it to have any degree of realism, even to have, have there have been a moment where it was like, how am I going to explain this to people? You know, they just didn't even bother <laughs> trying to have that suspense or that question raised. Yeah. And the movie, the movie just ends. Everybody's like, Steven, you saved the day. And it ends. It's over. Yeah. You get a uh, fucking monologue, one last monologue from Steven. Yeah. And I, I did appreciate one line in this where he talks about his, his special ops team. And he says that they were all doctors recruited by the CIA. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as they do. Uh, um. Like, I don't know of any movie that has had a, a, a tremendous twist in the, the final moments like this. Yeah. I know in The Sixth Sense, it reveals Bruce Willis in like the last scene, basically. Yeah. But even then, there's like, you know, a minute. Whereas this is like the final seconds of the film. It's like, and we were all doctors. <laughs> and I was just like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, and he started uh, out on this monologue, too. And, and I, I don't know, maybe there was some part of me that that still had a, a shred of uh, a feeling that there might be some sense of like continuity or, or, or uh, coherence to this movie to where like, maybe Just anything yeah, to where like maybe he'd start saying <laughs> things that he was saying at the beginning of the movie as if to say like, Oh, the beginning was, was actually the end. And this whole time he's been telling the story to the reporter or something like that. Oh uh, yeah. Give it like a little wrap. Yeah. Kind of give it a little wrap. Yeah. Put a nice little neat cherry on top, a little bow on this thing, you know, make it look all pretty. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, now yeah. he's just, he's just, it's a totally different conversation. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he, he says the titular line at the very end, yeah. he says that there's always going to be people in the government that are above the law. Yeah. And it ends. And Steven, and you go, oh my God. Steven's one of them. Steven's yeah. chief among them. Oh my God. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, that's above the law. That's above 1988. the law. 1988. Andrew Davis. Yeah. How are you feeling? How are you feeling about, um, what we're getting ourselves into right now? So not great. Um, doesn't feel good. Um, no, I do have uh, I do have a little bit here that I'm uh, I'm I'm planning on potentially rolling with. We can cut this out if uh, if you're not enjoying on it. So I'll start this little this little monologue over here. Um, nah, do it, bro. Um, but uh, yeah, I have a little a little. We're leaving it all. Yeah, in. leaving it all. Leaving in. it all on the table. Yeah, leaving it all. No, nothing's getting cut off of this thing. Even my mom calling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I have I have an idea uh, uh, potentially for a little bit of a bit here that. Uh, a running theme in Steven Seagal movies. We haven't watched too many of them together, but there is a little bit of precedence to this before we started our uh, our journey here of us of seeing some Steven Seagal movies. And a, a popular thing for me, I think it was when we saw Urban Justice, is uh, Steven Seagal's use of the term motherfucker. Um, okay. It's a big thing for him. So I'm just I'm doing a run and tally of Steven Seagal motherfuckers right, across the 50s. I'm into movies. it. So we're at five. There were five oh. Steven Seagal motherfuckers in this movie. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and so um, I, I want to keep the running tally going of how many uh, across his uh, filmography, how many Steven Seagal motherfuckers we get. I'm into yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I will put because right now in our little spreadsheet where I have all of the movies, um, I'm going to put in where you know our, what our sentencing for him for each movie <laughs> yeah. is, so we can have a running tally of that. Important. And I will also add in for the motherfucker <laughs> Steven Seagal motherfucker count. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, we had five, and a few pretty good ones, if I remember right, in this movie. A few pretty good Steven Seagal motherfuckers. 
I would have thought that they were more. Yeah, I, if, but that's good to know. Yeah, as far as I can remember, I think we had we had five of them. I, I was I was tallying them, but um, I tallied up five. Might have missed one. It certainly could have happened, but I think we had five. Gonna have to watch it again to find out. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We're we're just gonna say as we make this a more regular bit. I'm gonna try. I, I'm gonna make sure I have every one of them counted. But for now, we're just gonna assume it was five. <laughs> no, I'm, that's cool. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Uh, I do want to go over a little bit of the IMDb trivia. I've hinted at some of it, mm-hmm. but there were some really good ones that I did just want to uh, kind of bring to your attention. Yes, I would love um, So I'm just going to kind of read some out to you. <clears throat> Before getting this part, Steven Seagal had to demonstrate his martial arts skills for the studio. He physically dominated his students, which terrified the executives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, They didn't know it was staged. <laughs> And I've said before, I'm pretty sure anybody can add that IMDb trivia, yeah. and I'm pretty sure Steven Seagal wrote that. <laughs> mm. I, I just can't imagine who else would be like, he physically dominated his <laughs> But there are, the, the, the way like these read is very clearly either A, somebody who is like the person I mentioned uh, at the very beginning, the person who would be upset that this is not a pro Steven Seagal podcast. Sure. It's some Steven Seagal super fan, some crazed Seagal head, uh, or it's Steven Seagal himself. Because yeah. uh, they're, no- they're nonsense. Uh, one more is Steven Seagal taught all the actors in the movie to draw their gun his way, fast and clean. <laughs> um, yeah, because the other thing about this is, is like I don't know where this this uh information comes from like 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 this seems like the kind of shit that would be like written in some sort of like book or like documentary (laughs) about above the law which i have to assume doesn't exist so there might be like special features and i'm sure in one of them there's an interview where steven seagal is like (laughs) i taught him to draw the gun my way (laughs) Fast and, fast and clean. Uh, I'm gonna have to practice my Seagal impression for this. Yeah, this is it's very very important. I, I it's I it's it's like getting a, a Tommy Wiseau voice down or something. It's it's um it's very particular. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's unmistakable when you hear it. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm on the page right now, and you can, it, there's a button to just add a new trivia item. So, what uh, trivia item do you want to add for above the law? Uh, um. That uh, Steve, Steven Seagal actually did ruthlessly break that man's arm, and uh, <laughs> and the two of them have a, a, a picture uh, getting a beer af- after the filming of that scene uh, with him in a cast. All right. Yeah. Steven Seagal actually did ruthlessly break Henry <laughs> Silva's arm in the climactic battle. There is a picture of the two getting a beer after... I'm going to say getting a beer immediately after... <laughs> the shoot before Silva got medical attention. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He had to, had to kick right. it up one more notch, for sure. And let's say that it contains spoilers, because we talk about the end. Sure, yeah. We, we wouldn't be respectful to the, the people looking for good, truthful trivia information on... Um, okay. I'll get a confirmation email when it has been approved, so I'll, <laughs> well, we'll, I'll let you know. Keep you posted on that on next week's episode, for sure. Hell yeah. And next week's episode is Hard to Kill mm. from 1990. It is uh, the first of two movies that came out in 1990. Boy. So that's when Steven really started to take off. And this is also, I'm pretty positive, like 
supposed to be his his kind of first major cult classic. It's I think most people who would consider uh, Stephen to have had any good movies, I'm pretty sure it's this and Under Siege that people would refer back to. But I don't really know, and I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, I'm not super enthused about it, <laughs> but I will do it. Yeah. Uh, we have to. Um, yeah, brother. <laughs> there's, there's no way we can stop it even if we wanted to. It's a blood oath. Yeah. Right now we're going to make a blood oath, okay? Yeah. If one of us, I guess not really because this is remote, so we can't make the blood oath traditionally, but if uh, one of us falters in, in our quest to watch Steven, we can maybe have a week off, shit happens, but if we do not truly honor uh, our dedication to Steven and to seeing this through, we will kill the other one. Yeah, this is uh, uh, entirely true. Um, yes. The listeners at home should realize that our lives are on the line for this. All right. So finally, what is the sentence that you're going to give Stephen in addition to the life sentence he already deserves I'm gonna, for Above the I Law? I would say that Above the Law earns him... I, I would say that he, he gets like a 10-year sentence for this with a chance at probation after five. Okay. That's a lot more detailed than I was expecting, <laughs> so I have to give a little bit more space in the spreadsheet between our responses. <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know See, I'm, really, I'm taking the sentencing very seriously here. No, I'm, that's good. <laughs> that's a little bit more intense than I was going to do, honestly. Yeah. I guess um, even as I started off kind of wary of the whole thing, I assume that it'll get a lot worse, so I'm trying to, you know, like leave some room. Oh God, you're right. But you know, I you know what, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it as is. Uh, I, I think no, uh, this, man, if, is, if this you... is an imperfect art, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna let that uh, I'm gonna let that linger here in the uh, in the grand scheme of uh, the Stevens Destroy podcast here. Yeah, man. If you um, feel like that's right, you gotta you gotta speak to your heart. Yeah. I'm 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 gonna go. Um, I'm going to go five years. Five years. Five years. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know how uh, in our final you know, tally we'll do parole after five, especially if he already has a life sentence, he can't really get parole. <laughs> I will certainly leave that in as your rating. Yeah. Um, but for right now, I'm going to say it's life plus 15 years. Yeah. I, I think for me, it's like, um, uh, it's like um, the, even the parts of the movie I enjoyed uh made me upset <laughs> like like Fair like enough. him killing zagon like and like it being disgusting um is is that's why i give him the the five years probation is it's just like it's like man even the parts of this i liked you made me not like <laughs> so, no I, yeah. I i i didn't really like any yeah. of it but i just i just know it could be so much worse yeah, and i'm got, just waiting for it well, at least this was by all accounts, kind of a, not by all accounts, but at least enough of them, it, it, this was a movie. This was a movie that had yeah. some amount of production value and some actors it, who were pretty good. It, sneak, it snuck in just a little. It was like, okay, yeah, it's a movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not much, but it's a movie. Not much, but it's on and I don't know how much longer we'll be able to say that for. Yeah, I think we got maybe four or five more movies before this thing takes a plunge that we aren't <laughs> even prepared to handle. Yeah. All right, so like I said, right now, Stephen's total sentence is life plus 15 years. Uh, you got anything else you want to add, or are we all Stephened out for today? I think that this is as much Stephen as I can handle in one evening. 
Yeah, I can't. I, I can't say I blame you. All right. Uh, this has been Steven Destroy. I have no idea how we're going to like sign, you know, any of this stuff yeah. off. We need a good sign off. <laughs> this is this um, has been Steven Destroy, motherfucker. <laughs> I like that. I was also thinking like, uh, thanks again for listening to Steven Destroy, and, and just remember. Uh, please don't watch any Steven Seagal movies. <laughs> if you don't have yeah. to. <laughs> if no one's making you. Don't watch any of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you haven't made some very bizarre uh, decision to watch every single one for uh, you know, a podcast. For comedic purposes. Um, don't do it. Yeah, then don't. Yeah. Unless uh, unless Captain Zagon is uh, standing before you with his truth serum, forcing you to watch Steven Seagal movies, we don't suggest ah. you take them in. <laughs> A fate worse than death. <laughs> Surely. All right. Uh, you want to say our names? We can sign off like that. I'll be like, I'm James. And I'm Dylan. <laughs> uh, thanks. thanks. It's Steven, baby. Yeah, thanks, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening, motherfuckers. <laughs> thanks for listening, motherfuckers. <laughs> this has been Steven Destroy. I'm scared. I'm starting to get scared. I guess that means I won't get to see you go through puberty. I will snatch every motherfucker birthday. <laughs>